0: The leading and learning. My name is David Spell, and this is the podcast where we talk about practical leadership, team building, theology, and how to create winning habits. I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. And I am so excited about today's episode. Today is episode one, of season 3 it's hard to believe that we've we've created three seasons this is our third season of leading and learning we've recorded over 30 episodes and i want to thank you so much for being with me on this journey i appreciate the great comments the great encouragement the support um, the suggestions thanks so much for, for for to everybody who's been with me on the journey and uh, i'm just looking forward to to seeing where where we end up, you know, 30 more episodes, and 60 episodes, and 100 episodes, and let's just see where we end up. Also, don't forget to stick around until the end of the episode, because we've got a new feature, and I'll be talking more about it at the end of the episode, but we're going to be giving a book recommendation during every episode. I think you're really going to enjoy this, so stick around until the end, and we'll talk about it. So today we're going to be talking about some keys to hearing from God or or what it means to to hear God's voice. You know, today this morning I saw on Twitter a uh, an advertisement for a book on how to become a Christian psychic. Isn't that amazing? Those two words really don't even belong together in the same sentence, and yet here's somebody writing a book on how to become a Christian psychic. But what that book tells me that that says to me that that author and, you know, so many people in society really do have a desire to connect with God. They may be going about it the wrong way, but there are so many people that want to hear from God, and they have this question of, does God even speak today? Does God care about what I'm going through? Does God listen to me? And does God talk back to me when I pray to Him? There's a verse in the Bible in Romans 8. It says, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And you know, Romans 8 is a fascinating chapter because the entire chapter is dedicated to life in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to live full of the Holy Spirit? And Paul goes into great detail talking about what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit and controlled by the Holy Spirit and what our lives look like if we are full of the Holy Spirit. And part of... Living a life controlled by the Spirit means that we're led by the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to do in this episode of Leading and Learning is give us some tips, give us some keys that can help us to to learn how to hear from God, to um, develop our spiritual ears and learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit. And the first key that I want to mention is this. It's we have to make time to listen. We have to make time to listen. You know, we we, we live in a very loud society. There's always something playing in the background. Or we have our earbuds in and we're listening to something on the iPod or on our, our iPhones. You know, we'll never learn to hear from God. We'll never learn to hear His voice until we can learn to embrace the silence. God's voice can be missed in the noisy clutter of our lives. Those who learn how to quiet their hearts and make time to listen are the ones who begin to hear a voice from another realm. Because so often I hear people saying, Oh, God doesn't speak to me. But then when you examine their lives, what you see is a person who's very, very busy living in the noise of their society the TV's on, they're, they're do, doing something on the computer, there's music playing in the background. We've got to learn to embrace the silence because it's in the silence that we can hear God's voice. Number two, we have to make time for the Bible and for prayer. These two should never be separated. Jesus told his followers, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. That's John 15 7. God speaks to his people through his book. How often have you, or how often have, have, have so many people found comfort and guidance, correction, and encouragement in the pages of Scripture? And yet what Jesus was speaking about here in John 15:7 was was something else entirely, something different. He was saying that as we immerse ourselves in Jesus' words and in the other words of Scripture, as we immerse ourselves in God's Word, and as they become a part of our lives, we will be able to pray intelligently, knowing what God's will is. The words of Scripture have the power to renew our minds and to change the way that we think. Another amazing thing about Scripture is that it contains prayers that we can make part of our prayer time. The book of Psalms, for example, contained many prayers from King David and from others. We can pray these prayers. We can make them a part of our daily time with God. In the New Testament, Jesus gave his disciples a model prayer to to use. We know it as the Lord's Prayer. The Apostle Paul wrote out several prayers uh, that he was praying for the churches that he was responsible for, churches that he had planted. These prayers that are in Scripture are excellent tools to help us kickstart our prayer life and put us in a position where we can hear God speak. Number three, counsel: Are we willing to listen to to, to our leaders? Are we willing to listen to those that are a little further down the road that we are than we are? You know, Proverbs says, "Plans succeed through good counsel." Don't go to war without the advice of others. That's Proverbs twenty eighteen. You might not be planning on going to war, but you are planning your future. The key to getting a good to getting good advice and good counsel is to get it from someone who is a little further down the road of life than we are. It's not that our friends can't advise us. It's just that often our friends are at a similar point in life as we are. And they are our friends. They're not going to be objective. They're going to be subjective. They're going to be concerned about our interest, And so it's very, very um, good to, to pull somebody in who can be more objective. Someone who can see further down the road. And somebody who might be able to see a little bit more of the big picture. This is one of those things that people miss out on this idea of counsel. This is one thing, and of course, this is a way that God speaks to us. He speaks to us through people. And being a part of a good local church is so important. As I started to say, this is one of the things that so many people miss out on because they're not involved in a good local church, they don't think they need church. But pastors and leaders are great people to get counsel and advice to get our counsel and advice from. They have our best interest at heart and they want to see us succeed. Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they know they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this joyfully and not with sorrow that would certainly not be for your benefit. So in this verse, it talks about obeying and submitting to our leaders. But the the what's implied here is the idea that God is going to speak to us through them. That when we go to somebody who's got our, our best spiritual interest in heart, we can know that God is going to use them as a vessel and He's going to speak through them to us. Of course, this idea of submitting... Is not a very popular one. This idea of obedience to authority is, uh, is not very popular. It's certainly easy to obey the leader when they say what we want to hear. But what if it's something that we don't want to hear? If we go and ask for advice and we ask for counsel and they say, you know, this is not a good idea. I don't think you should do this. Well, how are we going to approach that? So it's, 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 it's a very, very important thing that we have our heart lined up and that we be submitted to good people. This is why a good church with good leaders that have good hearts and want to take care of their people, um, obviously we can get bad counsel, but when we are submitted to people who are um, committed to God and committed to helping those that that God has given to them, we can trust what they say. So we've talked about the importance of making time to listen if we want to hear God's voice. We've talked about how God speaks to us through the Bible and through prayer. You know, as we read the Word, as we pray, we we begin to hear God's voice. How God speaks to us through counsel. He speaks to us through other people. Um, This is a very, very important way that God speaks to us. And then the last one, number four, is we have to take a step. It's very often that as we take a step, God speaks and His guidance comes. God's will and direction often become clear when we start moving. It's been said we move and then God moves. Often we wait we say, God, do something. God, speak to me. And God's saying, no, no, you take the first step. Show me that you have faith. Take the first step and then I'll speak. And that's often what happens. So as we start stepping out in faith, we we find that God begins to guide us. He begins to speak to us. Doors begin to open. Circumstances begin to align. When we're trying to hear God's voice and find out what He's saying to us, it doesn't require much faith to just sit and pray. But it does require faith to take a step. As we said in part one, prayer is very important. Prayer is very important. But at some point, we have to move. At some point, we have to activate our faith and take a step. And as we pray for guidance, and as we ask God to speak, we will find that as we take a step, that is when things start to become clear. Well, now it's your turn. How do you hear God's voice? Do you hear God's voice? Is this this a foreign concept to you? I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com and leave your question or your comment about how God speaks to you in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I send out three blogs a week, and by subscribing, it will ensure that you don't miss a single issue. And also by subscribing, you'll get my free subscribers-only newsletter that I send out once a month. I know you're going to love it. My book, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond, is full of great leadership and productivity tips. I wrote this book with the busy leader and the busy person in mind. The chapters are short, but they're very practical, and there's always some action steps that you can take. So check out Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. It'll help you take your leadership and your productivity to the next level and I will include the uh the link to that book in the show notes. Well, now it's time for this week's book recommendation. Now, as I said, this is a new feature on leading and learning, and as I've been thinking um you know about new features and new things i can, ways I can provide value to my listeners on leading and learning. Um, I got to thinking back and, and I eventually totaled up how many books I've read. I, actually, since 1983, I've been keeping a reading list every year. And I was amazed to see that I've read over 1,800 books since 1983. These include theology, commentaries, biographies, history books, military history books, and quite a bit of fiction. And what I want to do in this segment of Leading and Learning is give you a book recommendation every week that I believe will help you. Now today's recommendation is one of my all-time favorites. Augustine's Confessions has long been considered a literary classic and a very influential work from one of the most influential men in the history of Christianity and actually one of the most influential men in history. Uh, Most people consider Confessions to be one of the first autobiographies written. It was written probably in the 300s, 320s, 350s. And uh, Augustine's Confessions is his story of his journey to faith in Christ. His conversion was one of the most powerful stories, or is one of the most powerful stories that you'll ever read. How he came to Christ, the things that uh, were were trying to prevent him, the obstacles that were in the way, and then things that he had to work through after he became a Christian make this a fascinating read. You know, probably the most famous quote from this book is where Augustine says, he's praying, he says, God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. And you know, that's a fabulous quote, but Confessions is full of so many other great nuggets of wisdom and insight, and I encourage you to read it. So if you've never read Confessions, check it out. I'll include a link to the book in the show notes. And, and I would encourage you to check out the one that I'm going to be recommending because there's so many different translations, and what I've found is... Some of the translations for Augustine's Confessions just aren't that good. So check out the the translation that I recommend. I think you'll really enjoy it. Now as we close today, can I ask for just a small favor? Would you take just a minute, go to iTunes, and give Leading and Learning a review? Your reviews help me go higher in the ratings and get our content to more people just like you. Thanks so much for that. So until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.